a lot of my uh, podcasts have background noise because I'm not going to wait until I have peace and quiet because uh, some people wait till they have peace and quiet and then they never have any. So I'm not waiting till I have peace and quiet. Hopefully I will someday. But <clears throat> I shall proceed under any circumstances. So, so I don't know. I, since I wasn't Catholic, I never confessed. So now I'm going to confess to my sins uh, while reading Confessions of St. Augustine. So I come to Book 3. I'm still at Book 3. 7.12. <laughs> and I finally achieved some peace and quiet. It's very important to get your own quiet place. <laughs> for the for maintaining for the for the wellness uh, for achieving a true state of wellness of the soul you need solitude uh, you need um, uh, autonomy is a primary factor of wellness we come to 7.12. I did not know any other truth and was cleverly persuaded to concur with the foolish deceivers when they asked me, quote, where does evil come from? Is God bound within a bodily shape? Does he have hair or nails? Are those with many wives and who have killed men and sacrificed animals to be deemed just? those who have many wives and who have killed men and sacrificed animals. Ignorance as I as I was uh, ignorant as I was, I was confused and straying from the truth thought that I was approaching it, for I still did not know that evil was simply an absence of good, that evil has no existence in itself. Hmm. Interesting. Evil has no existence in itself. How could I see clearly as my sight was only with my eyes and reached only objects, my mind only phantasms? It's all in the mind, I suppose. <laughs> Nothing exists but the mind. The mind doesn't exist either. I did not know God to be a spirit that he did not have limbs that had length and breadth, that he did not have mass. Since any mass is less in its part than its whole, even if that mass were infinite, it must be less in any part that is bound by a certain space that it is in its infinitude, and consequently cannot be anywhere in its entirety as a spirit, as God. I simply had no idea what it is within me that makes us exist, as the scripture affirms, makes us in God's image. Yeah, like he didn't even basically know where he came from, and neither did I. 7.13, I also did not know the true inward justice that does not judge according to custom, but according to the most rightful law of God Almighty. 
Oh, this through this law, the customs of places and times were adopted to those places and times, while the law itself always and everywhere remained the same, not being one thing in one place or time and something else in another. Consequently, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Moses, David, and all those who were commended by the mouth of God were just. But they were judged, judged as unjust by ignorant men who judged by human judgment measuring the mores of the entire human race by their own. These men are like someone ignorant of armor, who are unaware of what part fits which limb, and who seeks to cover his head with shin guards and shot himself with a helmet, complaining that nothing fits. Hmm. It is as if on a public holiday when business is prohibited by law in the afternoon one were are angered at not being permitted to continue trading simply because it had been permitted in the morning. Or as if one notices, see now they have like just pretty much around the clock trading. You can electronic trading almost around the clock because people want to continue trading. They're not happy with trading 9.30 to 3 o'clock. Yeah, they're just not happy, 9.30 to 4. It's not long enough. So we want to trade 24 hours a day in all the markets around the world so we can get... So traders have to work around the clock. Because <laughs> they're not permitted to continue trading simply because it had been permitted in the morning. Actually, they could probably have more liquidity if they just traded it all in one hour. <laughs> Why don't they just trade a shorter time frame? Would that be a jump diffusion process? Why do they have to have have all that stuff? Or as if one notices a slave touch something that he who serves the wine may not touch, or as if something is permitted behind the stables, but prohibited in the dining room, and one is angry that one is allowed in one house, might not be allowed anywhere, everywhere, and to everyone, such are those who are resentful, when they hear that something was granted to the righteous in, in, in former ages, that is not granted now, or that God, for temporary all reasons, commanded people of former ages one thing, and people of today another. Though both add to obey the same justice, whereas one may see on a single day and in a single household that certain things are fit for one member and not another, and that a thing that a short while ago was permitted may not be allowed an hour later. What in one corner might be permitted or even mandatory might be might in another be forbidden and punished is then justice varying or changeable. No, it is not. Hmm. <laughs> That's like that, uh, what's the other writer that talks like that? The times over which justice presides do not flow evenly, for that is the nature of time, but man's life on earth is brief. Man's life on earth is brief. Just like Darshan says, life is short and the journey homeward is very long. Uh, 
Man's life on earth is brief, and so people cannot connect the causes of things in former ages and other nations of which they have no experience with causes of which they have experience. Whereas in a single body, day by or in home, people easily see what is fitting for which limb and which moment and which part or person in the same one case they are offended, in the other they acquiesce. 7.14. In those days I neither knew nor had noticed such things all around my eyes fell on them, but I did not see them. When I composed poetry, I was not allowed to place this or that metric of foot just anywhere, but had to put different feet at different meters, and even in the same line, not always the same foot in all places, but the art itself by which I composed did not have different rules at different points, but the same rules throughout, yet I could not discern that the justice which good and holy men had to obey contained a far greater and sublime perfection without varying in any way all those things that God commanded, though it prescribed different things at different times, distributing and commanding what was apt at those times. Blind as I was, I found fault with the Holy Fathers, not only that they acted as God commanded and inspired them, but also for prophesizing the future as God revealed it. Eight point one five of Book Three. Can it at any time or place be wrong to love God with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind and love your neighbor as yourself? Can it at any time or place be wrong to love God with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind and love your neighbor as yourself? Uh, that's clearly a. Uh, Biblical quote, if we read that. You're supposed to know that already? Uh -huh. You should know your scriptures all of them by heart. The references. Uh, reference. Uh, you don't know that one? Well, he doesn't know everything, so. Everything. You're supposed to know everything. Okay. Matthew 2, 27-40. Sinful acts against nature, such as those of the Sodomites, are to be detested and punished everywhere in all times. Even if all people should commit such acts, they should stand accused of the same crime by the divine law. That did not make men so that they should use one another in this way. Even the bond that should exist between God and us is violated when man's nature, of which God is the author, is polluted by the perversion of lust. Hmm. Sinful acts contrary to the customs of men are thus to be avoided in the light of the diversity of their customs, so that the agreement within a city or a people that is established by custom or law in any city or nation will not be violated as the lawless pleasure of any citizen or foreigner, any part that does not fit the body it belongs to is offensive. But when God commands something that goes against the customs or agreements of a people, it must be done, even if it has never been done before, and if 
it has been neglected, it should be restored. And if it was never instituted, it must be instituted now. That is, after all, permitted a king to command within the state over which he reigns, what no one before him has commanded, nor even he himself until then. Obeying his command does not go against the social agreement. In fact, it would be contrary to the agreement not to obey it, for obeying kings is the general contract of society. This being so, how much more must God, the ruler of all he has created, be obeyed in all that he commands? For just as among the magistrates of society, the higher magistrate is obeyed before the lower, so must God be obeyed above all. Reading about the customs of the state, which uh, clearly are different from now. <laughs> 8.16. The same is true of crimes that are driven by the desire to hurt another. Through insult or injury, crimes committed either out of revenge, uh, such as one enemy attacking another, or in order to gain another's property, such as a bandit attacking a traveler, or in order to avoid an evil, such as attacking someone who is feared. Crimes committed because of envy, when someone less fortunate attacks one whose fortunes are better, and if one who has experienced success attacks one, he fears might soon reach his status and already be his equal. Hmm. Should I attack people who are trying to beat me in tennis? Uh -huh. Are trying to come up to my status, or should I attack the ones that are better than me? Or should I just play and stop attacking people? Just play, be a good sportsman, and not fight over the ball. Or someone might attack another for the mere pleasure at the other's pain. As we see with the spectators or gladiators or those who like to deride and mock others. I like to mock people, my friends, but it's out of uh, amusement. Uh, and I like to... I don't know about hitting them to tennis ball to the body, slamming it to the body. Uh, I guess you could get hurt. Uh, it's not that frequent in tennis. These are the foremost of the sins. They spring from the lust for domination, the lust of the eye and of the flesh. Either as one lust or two, or all lust at once. Those who live in evil are sinning against the three and seven of your commandments. Their psalm, tury, psalm, of ten strings, your decalogue. O oh God, most high and most sweet. But what shameful acts can reach you who cannot be defiled? What violence can be done to you who cannot be harmed? You punish what men perpetuate against themselves. Since then, when they sin against you, they do evil to their own souls. Hmm. You think this is a mockery of the Middle Ages? shouldn't be mocking people just because it's written in the Middle Ages. You shouldn't mock it. You try to learn something from it. Okay. 
Iniquity deceives itself when men corrupt and pervert their nature, which you have created and ordained, or when they use to access things that are allowed. I shouldn't use things to access that are allowed. Like if I'm allowed to eat vegetables, I shouldn't to eat them to excess. Uh -huh. When they use to excess things that are allowed, or lust for things that are not allowed and are contrary to nature, or they are guilty of raging in thought and word against you, kicking against the goads. Goads, kicking against the goads. G-O-A-D-S Footnote 23 Acts 26, 14 Or when the boundaries of society are shattered, they audaciously rejoice either in the factions or the cable, gabbles, whichever pleases or displaces them and these things are done when you are forsaken O fountain of life you are the only and true creator and ruler of that universe or when through self-involved pride a single false part is loved above the whole it is only through humble devotion that we return to you and you cleanse us of our evil habits and have mercy on the sins of those who confess. Oh. So if I had humble devotion, I could return to you and you would cleanse me of evil habits and have mercy on the sins that I confess. <laughs> It is only through humble devotion that we return to you and you cleanse us of our evil habits and have mercy on the sins of those who confess. You hear the groans of prisoners. Psalm 101.21 and 102.20 He hears the groans of prisoners and release the chains that we ourselves have wrought. Provided we do not thrust against you the horns of a false freedom, losing all by con coveting more. Do I covet more? I have relative freedom, horns of false freedom, losing all by coveting more. And by loving more what we take as our own than by loving you, who are the good of all. Hmm. Hmm. I shouldn't covet more or by loving more. 9.17 But among these shameful acts and deeds and among all the other iniquities are also the sins of those striving for success. They teach you now on the Basically, the 21st century to be striving for success. Whereas in the 20th century, they wanted me to strive for success. I strove, actually, strove for success. And I strove for success for quite a few years. And I never reached it. Striving for success. And I failed to reach it. 
so I wasted 40 years trying to find success. If one is to judge rightly, they are to be condemned according to the criteria of perfection, and yet they are to be commended. Like green sprouts in the field in the hope of a future harvest. There are also actions resembling shameful acts and deeds, which, however, are not sins, because they offend neither you, our Lord God, nor society, when someone seizes an opportunity to gather goods that are needed to survive. Hmm. It doesn't offend anybody if I gather goods that are needed to survive, but it is not clear whether... It was done out of lust for possession, or when an official authority zealously inflicts punishment. Hmm. But it is uncertain whether it was done out of a lust to inflict harm. Many actions that in men's eyes are to be censored are approved by your testimony, and many actions that men praise are condemned by your testimony, because the appearance of an action is often quite disparate from the intent of him who commits the action. And the circumstances, circumstances at the time are unknown to us, but when you suddenly command something unusual and unexpected, even though you might have forbidden it before, and for a time you hide the reason for this command, then we will doubt that what you command must be done, even if the command goes against the compact of society, for the only society that is just is a society that serves you. The only society that is just is a society that serves you. Well, that's what all the priests will tell you. <laughs> all the Christians and many others. <laughs> Religious orthodoxy. For the only society that is just is a society that serves you. Blessed are they who know that it is you who are the one who issued the command. For all things done by your servant show what must be done in the present and what is to be done in the future. I suppose most Christians or even, even Muslims would say that. Hmm. Hmm. 10, 18, not knowing all these things, I ridiculed my holy servants and prophets. But what did I gain by ridiculing them other than to make myself ridiculous to you? Without realizing it, I was gradually drawn to folly, such as believing that a fig weeps when it is plucked, and that the tree, its mother, sheds milky tears. But if the fig is eaten by some saint plucked by another's guilt, and not his own, and digested by the saint's innards. He would breathe out angels, or rather, as he mumbled in prayer, he would board out particles of God. Hmm. I wonder if I do Simran, or a prayer, I could mumble Simran, or mumble a prayer. I could board out particles of God, God particles. Hmm. Hmm. 
had they not been released by the tooth and belly of this elect saint, these particles of the Most High and True God would have remained bound within that vague. And I, wretch that I was, believed that more mercy was to be shown to the fruits of the earth than to men for whom these fruits were created. If a hungry man who was not a Manichaean, see, he followed Manus, Manichaeism, Manichaean, M-A-N-I-C-H-A-E-A-N, Manichaean asked for a morsel of food. That morsel was thought to be condemned to capital punishment if it was given him. Hmm. I don't know what all the beliefs of Manichaeism are. Manus, M-A-N-U-S. Seems he followed Cicero and he followed Manichaeism. He was re- studying Platonism. Mm. All this stuff uh, besides Christianity. Huh. 11.19 But you reached out your hand from on high and drew my soul up from that profound darkness for my mother. Your faithful servant wept for me before you more than mothers weep over the bodies of their dead children. Through the faith and spirit she had from you, she could see my death. And you heard her, Lord. You heard her and did not despise her tears that streamed forth watering the ground before her eyes whenever she prayed. I don't know if they water the ground before my eyes when I pray. Water the ground. You heard her from where else could have come that dream through which you comforted her so that she allowed me to live with her once more and sit at the same table, which she had refused me, shrinking from the blasphemies of my errors, which she abominated. In her dream, she saw herself standing on a measuring stick, a shining youth coming towards her, smiling full of joy, while she grieved and was overwhelmed by her grief. He asked her the reason for her sorrow and the tears she shed every day, not as a question, but as happens in visions, to instruct her. She replied that she was mourning my perdition, and and he bade her not to despair, but to look up and to see that where she was, I was too. And when she looked up, she saw the standing next to her on the same measuring stick. Where could this vision have come from but that your ears were close to her heart? Oh, you who are good and almighty, who care so much for every one of us as if you were caring for him alone. And so care for all of us as if we were one. See, everybody who follows the master of Satguru, they all thought that he was caring for them alone. He cared for them alone. Everyone, despite having millions, 
thought that he cared for them the most. <laughs> hmm. 11.20 From where else could that dream have come? When she told me of her vision, I tried to interpret it as meaning that she should not despair of one day being what I was. But she immediately and without hesitation said to me, No, for I was not told. Where he is, there you too shall be. But where you are, there he too shall be. I confess to you my memories, O Lord, to the extent that I can recollect them. But what most, what moved me most, and this is a matter I have often addressed, was your response through my vigilant mother, who did not let herself be waylaid by the lie of an skewed interpretation, and immediately saw what had to be seen, which I certainly had not seen before she uttered her words. I was moved more by your response. <laughs> I was moved more by your response than by the dream itself, which for this pious woman foretold joys that lay still far in the future, but that consoled her in her present anguish. Hmm. Hmm. I think I could finish this. Uh, Almost nine years were to pass in which I was to wallow in the mire of dark falsehood, often trying to emerge, but sinking ever deeper, while the chest, pious widow, the kind you love, fired on by hope, but still unrelenting in her tears. Seems his mother did all the work. And, uh, does that help? Supplications did not cease her hours of prayer lamenting to you about me. Her prayers reached you, but still you suffered me to flounder in darkness. Huh. Huh. Wish I had an ultra-pious mother. Huh. Ultra, ultra-pious. That would have helped. Oh. Huh. <sighs> 12.21. In the meantime, you gave my mother another answer that I came called to mind, for I am passing over much as I hasten on to the matters that compel me more to confess to you, and there is much that I do not remember. You gave her another answer through a priest of yours, a certain bishop raised in your church, you who was well versed in your books, when my mother begged him to consent condescend to speak to me and show me my errors, to wean me from what was evil and teach me what was good, for he always did this when he found a suitable person. He declined wisely, as I later realized. He said that I was not yet ready to be taught, old as I was with the novelty of Manichaean heresy. I don't know what heresy I was filled with. But just, uh, American capitalistic materialism, uh -huh. the novelty of American materialistic lifestyle, or with uh, with the process of uh, relative uh, moral relativity, the novelty of Manichaean heresy. Uh, I may have been filled with the Protestant ethic. The novelty of the Manichaean heresy, and I had already, as she had informed him, 
Custer, the number of less experienced individuals with trifling questions, quote, leave him as he was, he told my mother, but prayed to God for him. In reading, he himself will understand what an error and how great an impiety it is. You can't convince somebody until they're ready. So all you can do is pray if they're a blockhead pursuing material things. So I don't try to convert people who are blockheads to pursuing material things. At the same time, he told her how he himself when he was a boy, had been handed to the Manichaeans by his beguiled mother and had not only read almost all their books, but had even copied them out. And so, without being contradicted or converted by anyone, had come to see how much that sect was to be avoided. And he had avoided it. Though he spoke these words, my mother would still not acquiesce continuing to insist with copious tears that he should see me and speak with me. Quote, leave me be, unquote, he told her, somewhat peeved. Quote, and God bless you, for it is not possible that the son of tears, such as yours, will perish. She embraced this answer, as she later often mentioned to me, as if it had come from heaven. Talking about his mother's influence. The joy of Augustine's mother was to be his conversion to Christianity in 381. <laughs> hmm. Manichaean saints are elect, led ascetic, celibate lives and were subjected to strict dietary rules. They believed that there were particles of God in everything and that if they plucked fruit or vegetables, they would be injuring God. Consequently, their acolytes gathered their food for them. It is believed that the elect, pure in body as they were, could release particles of God that were trapped within the food they ate. This is Manichaeism. I guess I should know everything about Manichaeism, but don't seem to know because... My specialty is in the field of not knowing anything. Hmm. How come he doesn't know anything? Huh? And yet he reads this stuff. Uh -huh. Okay. He doesn't know anything. Huh? We read from 7.12 to, hmm, to the end of book three. Hmm. About his mother and Manichaeism. Okay. Okay. Hmm.